Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Investing in Multifamily Out of State. Is that a path to better deals? Yes or no? Well, for one of our students, what answer was yes as he went from his California state to the Midwest and purchased a 24-unit property with a million dollars worth of upside. I'm going to share with you why the path may be greener to go out of state. You're going to learn three things. Why can our student went out of state? Why I believe engineers make really good multifamily investors. And number three, I'm going to share with you a short interview of Ken as he lays out his deals to put yourself in his position. Let's get started. Number one is, why did Ken go out of state? I believe you're going to really relate to these two reasons. The first reason why California real estate did not help Ken achieve his goals, which were to produce passive income and grow equity in the property. California property, as you know, very expensive, low cap rates. So this is the main reason why Ken wanted to go from California into another state. Number two, for the same amount of money that Ken had or willing to invest, he was able to purchase 24 units instead of this same money only buying four units. No brainer. No brainer. That is the nature of California real estate versus buying something in the Midwest. So that concludes why Ken went out of state. There's more reasons, but this is the main two. Number two, why engineers make good multifamily real estate investors. I am a former engineer myself, and I can really relate to how Ken went about his process of vetting his deal, doing his due diligence, arranging financing, and setting up the operations. That's what we do good at our company here. So the first reasons why engineers make good multifamily investors is because engineers are problem solvers. We are. And multifamily investing is a problem to solve. Ken solved this huge problem with his property and created a million dollars. And I'll share with you in a second how he did that. Number two, engineers are numbers people. Ken is, he's an engineer by, and most engineers work with numbers and formulas all day long. And this translates well into multifamily invest. Next, I'm going to share with you a little bit about Ken and his deal. He's uh, an IT engineer for 20 years right in the heart of Silicon Valley. Some of you can relate to that. It's 24 units. It's a nice looking property. It's an average looking property. He found it off market using our proprietary methods, going direct to the seller. And the property has a $1 million upside. Now, the key thing here, the seller was motivated because the seller was in the midst of doing a 1031 exchange whereby if he were to sell the property and buy a uh, more expensive one, he could defer the capital gains taxes. But the time frame is very short on that. So we caught him in the middle or wanting to sell his property. So we had the upper hand in negotiations. Okay? He was very motivated. He had to get the deal done. But here's the big problem. It was a huge problem. It almost killed the deal. Their property has its rental income restricted. That means the seller many years ago, the, or the previous owner signed a document and getting these government benefits if he were to keep the rents low. So he received all the benefits, but they don't transfer to Ken. 
If we bought this deal as is, Ken couldn't get the rents up and get the million dollar upside. So we have to solve this problem. What was the solution? I'm going to share with you right now. We're going to go to Ken's. He's going to share a little bit about his deal and how he solved the problem. And when we come back, I'll summarize what Ken did so you can put yourself in Ken's shoes. Hello, everyone. Hey, I have a special guest for you today. His name is Ken. He's an awesome guy. He's a, one of our students. And Ken's an engineer and a really sharp guy. And today I thought I would share why engineers make really good multifamily investors. Ken's, Ken's here today to share his deal, share his story, and what an amazing journey he's been on. So, Ken, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. All right. So, Ken, let's just start off the bat. So, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the deal. Sure. My name is Ken. I, I live in California all my life, and uh, I've been uh, working as a as an IT engineer for the last 20 plus years, and I kind of uh, grew up in California, and I like the California weather. Great. So do I. All right. And uh, Ken, um, so why commercial real estate? Why multifamily? So please share your why. What, what are some of the driving factors behind you, you know, investing in commercial or, or, or multifamily real estate? Now that's a good question. So I think like the rest of us, uh, we all want to get out of the rat race, right? With the 50, 60 hours work week, uh, that's one of the prime drivers. Now, if you think about from an investment perspective, there's there's multiple different assets class we can get into, but there's no assets class as good as uh, commercial real estates where you can have multiple levers to increase the value of the properties. Uh, residential market is, is really depending on the, the macroeconomics uh, of, of the current economy. So sometimes you don't have the ability to drive increase of the value of the properties such as uh, commercial real estate. So that's the reason why I enjoy uh, working and investing in the commercial real estate. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now let's jump into the deal. So Ken, share us a little sure. bit about your deal. Let's let's dig into it. Yeah, this property is a uh, is a very unique property. It's a 24 unit apartment complex in a in a class C neighborhood. The purchasing price is 1.2, but it's current it was originally listed at 1.3. I think the reason why I able to get the 1.2 because I, I was actually direct to the seller instead of going through a broker. So I able to uh, negotiate and get better terms and with the with the seller than than going through with a broker. Now the seller is highly motivated because he has located a potential uh, 1031 exchange property which he wants to transition into. So that was one of his biggest driver. He he wants to upgrade his property. I think that's one of the biggest driver. Now also because of the 1031 exchange, the seller is not interested in any of the seller financing. So for me to finance property has to go with the traditional method of reaching out to the bank and going through uh, the 20% down payment for this property. You know, you, you said something interesting. You said 20% down. So after evaluating this deal with you, you were able to get on this 24-unit multifamily property, you were able to get better finance terms on that property than you would on a single-family home. Yeah, 20% down. The interest rate was what? It was actually at 675 and yeah. at 6.75, that was a seven-year arm. If it was three-year arm, it would be 6.25%. Wow. So lenders are seeing something that we all should see. So they see a safer bet in multifamily than in single family. They're smart guys. The higher the interest rate, the higher the risk profile for the bank. So they gave you a lower interest rate overall because they prefer multifamily over single family. So good job there. So 20% down. 
on a 24 unit property and you're you're out of state so that's fantastic 25 year am seven year arm and where did the down payment money come from did you have to get investors or what did was it yours they were my i was the one who provided money financing the uh, 20 down okay great now tell us a little bit of some about the deal we liked it because it has great upside and so share with us the, uh, the upside in the deal when i first looked at it the rents were for 24 units really low $13,000 a month. Share with me the upside in the rents and then maybe share with me the upside in the value. Sure. The current currently the the monthly rent is around 13k uh, because the current property management team was not really going after the right tenant and getting all the units leased up. So I'm getting the proper property management team in there and and potentially the performer for this property is on 24k per month of rent which is a huge jump. Now at the current, at the seven cap rate right now, the property is around 1.3 for the appraisal from the, from the, from, uh, two point, from the bank. 2.3. Uh, 1.3 for the appraisal, but then oh, after okay. the two point, the 24K is a, a seven cap is 2.3 million. Okay, so you it. are correct. You are correct. So it's a $1 million jump for, from, uh, from 1.3 to 2.3. And the $1 million jump is done from raising the rents. So why were the rents so low? And how were you able to get them so high? Well, there are a lot of factors with this property that have constraint in reducing the, the property's rent. But when those constraint is being removed, then that's actually 11% increased on the, on the property that I can rent it for because this property is, is under Section 8. So there are certain guidelines that, that can able to remove a certain uh, piece of uh, uh, covenants. And when those being removed, then it can increase yeah. the property rent. And we gave you lots of homework, lots of assignments to prove that the rents can go that high because I was really amazed that they can go that high that quickly. But your property manager and you reached out to the agencies to confirm that the rents can actually go that high. That's yeah. True. Yeah. And you are in the process of getting one ready to go that high. Is that right? That is true. That is true. Yeah. We, yeah. we are in the process of removing it and then also getting um, uh, the new rental units that is currently vacant to rent at market value for that unit. I would think someone, someone in the audience would think, Ken, why wouldn't the owner... As I'm looking at my notes here, and the two bedrooms were uh, before you bought it. Well, today they're 724. They can mm-hmm. they can go to 953, and the three bedrooms at right. 753 and and could go to 1101. So I'm All thinking right. someone would think, why didn't the owner do that? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think is has to do with really he's pretty hands off when I talk to him. He seems to allowing the property management to kind of run the whole property itself. And so I able to, I myself able to find more information about the property or where is that or where some of the um, issues with the property where the agency is saying you have to fix it or else you might lose your license. Um, I'm able to identify all those informations and go back to the seller and say, hey, um, these are the informations. But of course, you know, the seller, he himself not interested. I'm not sure he's interested or not, but he has no information about he can actually remove that and, and get the higher higher rent. Mm-hmm. So that was one key thing. So the seller was unaware of how yes. you kind of work the, the agency process to remove the rent restriction that was encumbering the property. 
right? So that you can get the rents up to market level, even higher, right? Correct. Yeah, Correct. that's great. So what is it going to take, Ken, to get the rents from 753 per month to 1101 per month? What's it going to take? What do you have to do? I think what I think what I need to do is right now is actually in process right now is to remove that covenants or the the 89% maximum mm-hmm. rent covenants mm-hmm. and then and then we market the the units and of course certain units needs to be bring up to the to the $1100 rental value so there might be some cosmetic changes needs to happen internally with each of the units maybe you know new touch of paint maybe uh, new floorings or, or fixing some fixtures but most of the units are already should be already able to rent at that value, but it's just never rented at that value. So you have a renovation budget of about $10,000 per unit. Correct. For mm-hmm. two of the units that are currently down right now, they needs to be turnover. Those are two turnover units. And, and I budget around $11,000 per unit to turn those units over. Plus other cosmetic for around the property, such as uh, some of the vinyl needs to be fixed or the roof, they have some issues and those all needs to be addressed. Fantastic. That's awesome. So big picture, you bought it for 1.2. You're mm, going to put yes. in about 120 plus some cosmetic things, maybe close to 200,000 maybe total, you think? I would say around 200 the max at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, okay. For immediate, it will be around $70,000. And then 130 will be to bring up the unit even better, mm-hmm. to bring up, to actually even increase the value even more. Then you're going to, tr- uh, over time, tremendously increase the cash flow, increase the NOI right. until we have a, a value at a seven cap, right? To be conservative at a seven cap at about $2.3 million evaluation. Yes, yeah, yes, that's sir. awesome. That's how you do it. That's how you engineer a deal. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right, Ken. So thank you for sharing the particulars here. So Ken, you know, what's next for you? I think I will keep expanding my portfolio. I think this will be my my first my first trip to uh, understanding how CRE works, mm-hmm. uh, commercial real estate. But commercial space is so big, right? It's so much to learn. And I think uh, working with your program, I'm confident I will achieve that. Great. So for the person that wishes to aspire to do what you do, do you have any advice for them? Maybe one or two bits of advice for them? Yeah, I do. I, I think everyone has their, their own different life circumstances, right? And I thought about doing commercial real estate back 10 years ago, but I just do not have the know-how. And I and I do try to read books and try to implement what's in the books, right? But there is some missing key ingredients in the books to make it work. So my first advice is trying to partner with an advisor such as yourself, like Peter Harris and uh, their, your your company, which have done these type of deals hundreds if not thousands of times before. And working with this deal, and I understand why sometimes it doesn't work because each deal has subtle differences and is properly navigating that subtle difference. Does this subtle differences with very critical differences that will make and break the deal. But you cannot have all these scenarios written down somewhere and someone can write it down for you in a book to, yeah. to share with you because these are all has to do with experience, right? What to say, when to say it, how you structure the deal is so the nuance is so much, right? And and that's why I think that I will continue working with the program because there's still so much needs to learn. And and yeah. that will be my first advice with the folks, right? You got to get, you got to work with a partner that has your best interest in mind and have the experience to help you with bringing on these deals, right? 
Now, my second advice is you got to take well, you take the first step. The first step is hardest. You got to take the f- first steps and put in the hours and understanding that there's no free lunch, right? You have to able to go in there and learn and and kind of grind it through to make it through. And be patient. Be, be very patient. The part of last advice is be very patient. Because when I first joined the program, I, I know that the path is correct, right? The, the strategy works, is, is understandable, and you just need the time to really process through all the deals, right? Even though that um, I might be working on multiple multiple um, deals and they may not work out for me, but I know that the system works, right? the program works. And then I know I eventually, if I keep up with it, just like just like this deal, right? I able to find one property that works out for me, and I able to close it. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Ken. When you think about it, this deal, the whole transaction took five months. So right. to create to create a million dollars, it takes time. It doesn't happen right. overnight, right? So step one is get your, you know, take the true. step, get your training, get the coaching, and then get out there and find a deal, and then come back to your coach and let us help you put together. And that was a five-month process. Oh, yes. It it was a long journey, but it was well worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Ken, this was great. I really appreciate you sharing this entire story. It's very inspiring. And I just want to say thank you so much. Well, thank you, Peter. I I couldn't have done it without you. Like I said, it's like from the first month that happened to to, to the last month when it closed, I had questions after questions because there's there's just little things I just don't know how to get through it. I really appreciate that you were you were helping me every step of the way. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you did the work. Thanks again, Ken. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Wasn't Ken just awesome? He's smart. He's a cool guy. He's a family guy. Just just super cool. He has big things ahead of him. Um, next, what I want to do is break down and summarize this so that you can see what Ken did and put yourself in his position. I'll break it down simply for you, okay? What I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna do some technical takeaways and some practical takeaways. Here are the technical takeaways. The first technical takeaway of this deal and Ken's situation is to know the numbers. What I mean by that is to know the actual numbers, like the current numbers that the seller's getting today, now understanding those numbers are, are harder than what you think, and the performa, the future numbers. How can you project the future numbers, right? So you really have to know how to do that. We help Ken do that because we've been doing it for 20 years. Okay, to precision. If an engineer, you like precision, all right? So precision comes from uh, wisdom and knowledge of how to put these types of numbers together. So we we can help Ken do that. So you absolute must when doing a value add deal. Number two is to engineer, okay? Engineer means to put together to structure a, a value add plan that stress test. Now, what I mean by stress test is I can say, Ken, put together your plan of how you think you can reach a million dollars in future value. My job as a coach is to poke holes in it and then to build it back up. Okay, so it has to be stress test by someone who's a whole lot more experienced than you are. And then number three is to get hands on with the market before you flip the switch, right? So when I was an engineer, I built these very complex chambers that were outer space simulation chambers. I did it all with math. And, and then we, we built it according to my math. I dare not flip the switch on and cause an explosion until I actually visited 
the chamber and walked around it and did all my tests before flipping the switch on. Once I flip the switch on, and then we can conduct the experiment. Same thing here. So Ken has to go visit the market, uh, get a local proper manager, get local contractors, talk to local people, visit the agencies. He did all that in a matter of weeks. It remembers what I said. It took five months to put this deal together. Five months. So five months of research to construct something like this. So the technical takeaways are to know to engineer and to get hands-on. Hope you got those. Let's go over to the practical takeaways. These are the practical takeaways. For for Ken, he said videos and books are just, just not enough knowledge. Ken was smart enough to know what he didn't know. So he sought up help and that's where we come. Number two, these are Ken's, Ken's words. Take the first step and put in the work. Be patient. That is so true. This is a quote that I shared with my son the other day. I told him, patience and time do more than strength and passion. That is so true, right? That applies to what Ken just said here. And number three, the third uh, practical takeaway is, this is my personal observation of Ken. Working with him uh, over the last six months, Ken overcame analysis paralysis, and I'm speaking to you engineers out there, like myself, who suffer from analysis process. We want all the answers before we jump in, right? And, uh, and then we end up doing nothing. So Ken overcame analysis process by incorporating what? One and two. And it helped him move along to accomplish what he just did. So you can accomplish what Ken did as well by overcoming your analysis process, if you have such a thing. And how you're going to do that, there is a video I produce. It's a mindset video that you must have to be successful in commercial real estate, in multifamily, in business in general. Really want you to watch it. If you are suffering from analysis paralysis because you're an engineer, right, you need to see this video. All right, everyone, thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed how a California engineer got 24 units in, in Kentucky and he's crushing it, it has a million dollars in value. Hope you got a lot of it. All right, so thank you so much. So if you want to, be like Ken. Go ahead and apply to our protege program. Uh, also, my free uh, best-selling book, Commercial Real Estate for Beginners. Go ahead and download it and have at it and study it. And again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today.